0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Workday Afternoon. Here Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon coming up next is Chasing Cars. Today we look at numbers as in the numbers you need to consider before you sign that purchase agreement on your brand new car. Now it not, might not be the first thing on top of reference but because we Singaporeans are a practical bunch at some point we do sit. And we do run the numbers, don't we? We'll make sure that you run the right numbers. Stay with us. This is Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3.
1: Chasing Cars is brought to you by DS Automobiles, the premium French automobile born in Paris. Discover more at DSCars.sg.
0: Chasing Cars with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero with my co-host, Julian Co from SG out on the phone. Hey! Hey, you know I realise that I, I have more conversations with you on the phone these days than I do with my husband. <laughs> I
1: think, trust me, it's a good thing. I think I speak
0: less to my husband. Speak less, get in trouble less often, right? I know, I know.
1: Just drop her a text and say, I'm going out for a drink. <laughs>
0: That's it. Right, right. Okay, so a little bit of projection there from my co-host, Gillian. Um, now, we all love cars and everyone yep. who goes to showrooms and dreams about that shiny new car at some point has to do the very unromantic thing of sitting down and considering the numbers, crunching those numbers, making sure they line up. But I suspect that a lot of people, because they are so enamoured by whichever car it is that have caught their eye, aren't actually looking at all the information they should look at. You know, they see top line, which is the price of the car. They see what they have to put down, and then they see um, what the monthly payment is. And I think they stop there. Do you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a lot more to consider before buying a car, or at least in Singapore, because a lot of people realize that, yeah, you know what, there's the purchase cost, you know, there's the running cost. However, you will have to put into consideration the hidden costs as well. And these are not immediately obvious, you know, but they're like parking charges, ERP gantries. And let's be honest, every once in a while, you're going to get a fine, right?
0: Maybe you are. (laughs) I am a very responsible adult.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know, sometimes you park at a double yellow line or you stop at a double yellow line.
0: Or, you know, whatever What are you I- doing at a double yellow line? You know you're not supposed to stop there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: It could be an emergency. Maybe I need I to am such a troublemaker. Five minutes, five
1: minutes to buy food for my wife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get slapped with a $70 fine. So, these are all hidden costs. Um, and I think the most important thing of all is that we have to realise the average annual cost of keeping that car, which means your insurance, your car installments, your road tax, these will actually finalize up the magic number for you.
0: And actually, I think when you add, put them all together, you might be surprised at what it is you thought you could afford and what it is that you can afford might be two very different cars.
1: Oh, believe me, I was blown away, man.
0: Right. Okay, so Sorry. let's go to the right... Oh my car. Let's go to the very, very beginning. Let's look at COEs. Now, we have been talking about COEs before. And yet, last week on Chasing Cars, we you did say that COE prices are inching up. So, how inching is this up? If you look at historically from uh, 8th of July, they haven't gone up that much. Cat A, between the 8th of July and last week, really, truly, actually only went up, what, $2000.
1: Yep. Pretty much.
0: So it's still a pretty good time to buy. Now usually you're looking at 100,000 for COE, 90,000, 120,000. But you know within this 30 and a bit thousand range, I think it's a good time. Do you agree with that? I
1: think it's a good time to at least consider buying a car right now and not forgetting as we see the trend Prices of COE has gone up since the second round bidding of March 2020 this year. Mm. So it's really going up very steadily. So Cat B is around 38800 Cat A is around 35700 We are looking at several hundreds or several thousands at a time. But it's not. we can't expect it to go up immediately as high as what it was several years ago. It's not going to be at the $90,000 range. So right now, I would say it's quite a comfortable price to go in, but you still have to consider the entire number that you'll be paying at the end of the day.
0: Okay. So I'm I'm gonna do a little historical research here. From the sixth of November twenty nineteen, ha, are you impressed? We have gone that far behind. (laughs) To today, the variance in price is exactly $5,700, Five thousand seven hundred dollars. That's actually not that big of a, a time frame for over five thousand dollar difference. Yeah. So you exactly. know it's maybe now is a good time, but I think COE still being in the thirty plus thousand dollar range is if you want to buy a car. Okay, this is a good time, but let's talk about some of those other costs that you are referring to, which of course leads to budget and affordability. Oh, yeah. My favorite subject. (laughs) I'm so thrilled.
1: I know. Okay, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought that I had the budget for my current car. I thought I could afford the car. I mean, ultimately, yes, I'm still driving my car. I can still afford it. But I think I might have been a little bit overconfident because I did not calculate it properly and thoroughly enough.
0: Right. And I again, I say, I think a lot of us make that mistake. So let's go down a, a list that we've drawn. Now. OK, full disclosure, neither Julian Cole from SG Karma or Clarissa Montero from MoneyFM 89.3 drew up this list of serious considerations because neither of us are serious enough. We had <laughs> professional help. <laughs> And our professional, our professional help shall be acknowledged now, David. Thank you very much for your professional help in putting this very comprehensive list of what we should be looking at. And I think it was a very comprehensive list. Did you notice all the things you didn't take into consideration, Julian? Because I certainly yes. did.
1: It is pretty. It's pretty much all here. I'm kind of ashamed because uh, coming from someone who works at SG Pharma, I like expect you know me to know better than this.
0: All right, now we're going to come back and tell you exactly what is on that list now that we've talked about it and, and uh, drill down and look at the numbers in just a moment. You're of MoneyFM 89.3. Be charmed by French luxury savoir-faire and advanced technology. The DS7 Crossback Premium SUV is
1: distinctly you. Book a digital consultation today and enjoy seven years of warranty and servicing at DScars.sg.
0: We are back on Money FM nine I'm Clarissa Montero on the phone. Still, Julian Co from SG CarMart. Collectively, neither of us are good at math. But we do know that there are a lot of things that you need to be looking at. Now, here's one of the things. If you are looking at a brand new car that I never considered before, authorized dealers versus parallel importers. Now, I don't even know what the difference is because I always go to authorized dealers. But I think some people prefer the parallel importers because you get a bit of a deal. But is that really a deal is something that you're going to need to uh, look at more seriously when you look at maintenance costs and servicing costs and all the other things that we didn't consider originally.
1: Yes, I think one of the biggest problems would probably be after-sales support.
0: Mm. Which yes. is I worth mean, looking know, at. I mean, that's a, a, that's a big deal, to be honest.
1: Of course, of course, definitely. I think that would worry. Uh, I'll be very worried if something goes wrong with my car and there's just no way I can get support from my PI.
0: And, you know, in this in this market, you have to do your research. It's a buyer beware thing. If you are going to a PI, then my advice is to make sure you've done a lot of research on them to make sure that they are legit, that they've been around for a long time, that they've got the revenue to keep them going, because the last thing you need is to buy a car from them, and they fold. I'm not saying that that happens all the time, but, you know, karma and luck are very weird things.
1: It's It's a big risk.
0: It can be. It can be. So it's definitely something to consider. But the things that we need to look at, and from the perspective of the annual average cost of owning a vehicle in Singapore example, uh, it's interesting that David went with the example of a Honda Jazz because it is one of the cars that most of us would be able to afford if we're seriously looking at a car, right? So it's actually a really good example. Yep. Uh, since I'm dyslexic and I should never be allowed to spout numbers, this is your segment right now. Give us the numbers.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to cut it real short, all right? The mm-hmm. Honda team, really affordable on paper, which is kind of true. You also have to understand that there is a lot of things that you need to consider. Like, for instance, your annual loan instalment would about come up to about seven thousand one. So that's almost $600 a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you also have to put into consideration all your maintenance and running costs. I mean, David put a some about six thousand three which is thereabouts and if you add all this up you're gonna get very much close to twelve thousand or maybe a slightly above twelve thousand but this is nearly... you cannot you cannot forget the one-time cost so it's always better to estimate the first year upkeep so you still have your 30 percent deficit of the purchase price mm-hmm. you still have I mean I don't know maybe you have a bidet license plate number if you have I don't know I mean, I, I don't really have a specific number. I, I would like to have a nice number, but I think I cannot afford one. So I, don't I have would like price. to have
0: a nice number that I could remember, like, you know, one.
1: <laughs> that would be the cost of a car. Yeah, I know, right? Then what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> see, see that, that that is why this topic is not for you. Yeah, that, nonsense. Anyway, go on. So, you got to bear in mind, right? All this we haven't really put into consideration, like what I said just now, you have your hidden costs, so which means ERP, your parking charges, and like I said, once in a while, maybe you have that, you know, fine, parking fine, feeding fines. I don't know, what have you, right? Actually, almost-
0: before you go any further, I just wanted to point something out, I just, which I just noticed. We're talking about the Honda Jazz. Your yearly loan installment, which you pointed out, is $7,164 on average, slightly under $600, right? The maintenance yeah. and running costs that David estimated was about $6,300. That is almost double what most of us think it is. Like I said, most yeah. of us go in, we look at... What is the deposit? What do we pay monthly? And that's where we stop thinking about it. But if you look at the yearly loan instalment and the maintenance and running costs, it's double what we would have looked at. We would have only looked at that 7000 and gone, oh, that's easy, I can afford it. Not thinking about petrol and the parking and the maintenance and the servicing and all the other running cost things before you even get to hidden costs. So it's not 7,000 really. It's, it's really more oh, wow. $12,000. And that's how you should be looking at it. And then you take into consideration some of the variables. Now, if you're Julian Cole, you definitely will get speeding and parking tickets. <laughs> no way. No way. What's up? <laughs> at least once. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's be honest here. Yeah. And then there's ERP, which nobody considers. Nobody actually considers what ERP would be, what, what, um, parking costs would be you know maybe they take into consideration their season parking where they live if there is season parking where they live but they don't take into consideration all the additional parking oh i'm going to do groceries oh i'm going to the movies oh i'm going shopping with the girls whatever is you don't take into consideration all those variables which adds up to thousands over the course of a year,
1: yes, I completely agree with you, but I think there's one very big factor that people often overlook. I think people shouldn't just see it based on price or calculate the cost of the car just based on what they see. Mm-hmm. They calculate the depreciation of the car.
0: Okay, I really don't know how to do that.
1: Okay, so the annual depreciation, um, uh, you know what, it's just going to sound really confusing. You just need to know the annual depreciation is what you really need to calculate and find out for your car. So in short, just take the cost of the car and divide it by uh, minus of your remaining path uh, value and divide it by the remaining number of years left on the car.
0: Okay, you lost me at take, Yeah, the I cost know. Of I your know. car.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. See, so that's the problem. So, in short, depreciation, if you do not know how to do that, head on to com. Everything is done for you. Don't worry. Depreciation is key.
0: Depreciation is key. Tell us why. Because that actually tells you how much you're actually paying for the
1: car or losing on your car on an annual basis.
0: Is there a magic number? Because I'm assuming you're going to lose money on your car every year.
1: Oh, of course. Right? So is there a magic uh,
0: number? This number is acceptable? That's normal within parameters?
1: Your annual depreciation should always be less than $10,000 a year. That would be ideal. Or at least that was how I did it for my car. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not driving a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz. You know, just a typical hubbing Honda car. But I mean... (laughs) But I'm telling you, um, the benchmark is always try and keep it below ten thousand dollars a year. Okay. So mine is about eight thousand ish a year. Mm-hmm. I think it's still manageable. There are some if your pocket allows can go up to about twelve thousand a year. But I reckon if if money
0: is an issue, you have to really think and consider reevaluate pay. what it is buy. that you want to buy. Exactly. Exactly that. Okay. So I'm assuming that $10 to $12,000 is the normal depreciation for a Continental car. Or is it more? Oh,
1: it, no, it could be more. If you're talking about a Continental car, you're talking about 14 to 16,000 a year. Really? That's depending on what car you're buying, but yes.
0: Ha. Huh. Okay. And yeah, on that And on that note, see, now now you're getting into an area of consideration that you probably want to think about. Now, there are obviously people who earn more money and are better off than we are, Julian, who who will be looking at the continental cars. So that is... Something that you might want to consider anyway, the the depreciation. Not as a deterrent to buy the car, but just as something to give you real value, to understand the real value of your car because you may get bored of it in, say, four or five years and want to sell it for a new model. So this is still stuff that you need to think about.
1: Yes. You know what? Just don't buy a car. (laughs)
0: Julian the whole purpose of this show do i need to remind you about the whole purpose of this show
1: i feel that there is a need for me to be honest i feel that there is a need for me to be helping uh uh you know the listeners because buying a car is not really cheap in singapore you and i know Okay,
0: Julian, you have lost all credibility because until the day you sell your car, you are not allowed to say that to anybody else. And on that note, my silly, silly co-host, Julian Cole from SD Carmont. I'm Clarissa Montero. This has been Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. Chasing Cars was brought
1: to you by DS Automobiles, the premium French automobile born in Paris. Discover more at DSCars.sg. Be charmed by French luxury savoir-faire and advanced technology. The DS7 Crossback Premium SUV is distinctly you. Book a digital consultation today and enjoy seven years of warranty and
0: servicing at DSCars.sg. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.